0: Wendy's Big Show, serving up hot and fresh here on The Fan. And speaking of Wendy's, oh buddy got some new information passed along. Five bucks and you get two Wendy faves, right? Four options. Now, this is what they got going. Two for $5 includes their home-style chicken sandwich, spicy chicken sandwich, 10-piece spicy nugs, or 10-piece crispy nugs. All part of the deal, too. So mix them or double down on one. Either way, you're ready to go. There's no wrong answer. Better get your order on now at Wendy's. We got you. Two for $5 and lots and lots of chicken. Involved with Wendy's, two for $5 right now. So if you like chicken, you're going to love you some Wendy's at this point. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is former Green Bay Packers quarterback Craig Null, joining Gary Ellerson, Leroy Butler, and myself, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, here on the Wendy's Big Show on the Fan. Craig, thanks a lot for coming on, man. Appreciate it.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, those spicy nuggets sound good, man.
0: So, oh, for the intro. Yeah, spicy nuggets, real good. Uh, okay, Craig, so uh, first things first, I guess. Uh, your thoughts uh, when Aaron Rodgers, who has four years left on his deal, uh, is in Green Bay still, has not been traded, has not been cut, and he has not retired, uh, and the Green Bay Packers trade up into the first round coming off of an NFC Championship game, a 13-3 and season, and select quarterback Jordan Love as a quarterback who's been through this before in the NFL and a guy that's watched lots of NFL football, what was your reaction?
2: Uh, I thought it was surprising, um, not only for to take a quarterback, but to trade up to take him. You know, it was just, it was really kind of surprising to me. And, um, you know, everybody's kind of talked about the need for a receiver there and somebody to kind of even things out for Devontae. And, you know, uh, I definitely thought the receiver was coming off the board there, but, um, I don't know. It was shocking. And I don't think we've gotten to the bottom of it yet, but we'll see how it pans out.
3: And which reminded a lot of people of, Craig, when you were there with Rodgers and, and, and Brett Favre, a lot of people thought that maybe in that training camp that you were the, the leading candidate to be the successor to Brett Favre. Can you tell us a little story about how that worked out for you?
2: Yeah, so they drafted uh, Aaron Uh, when I was going into my fourth year and the year before Doug Peterson, had got hurt and put on IR and end up retiring after that. So I ended up kind of assuming that number two role and actually played a little bit, you know, um, and had, had some good stretches. And now a couple of them were on Monday night. We're getting blown out, but, you know, for that season, I had four touchdowns and no picks and about a 70% completion. So I felt like I was that fourth year, I was really ready to make a jump. Um, I remember sitting there on the couch watching the draft and just having that sinking feeling when they kept talking about him and showing him, and next thing you know, boom, he's coming to the Packers. I immediately put on my headset. I went and ran for like an hour nonstop. It was probably five or six miles that I went. I don't even know. Uh, I was just (laughs) motivated uh, a little bit. Um, I know there's a business aspect to it, but I felt like I'd just come off a really good season, and, um, you know, I'm looking for my shot, and here it is. got to battle another first-rounder. You know, I had – Keeley Smith and Tim Couch in two different training camps and now Rogers, so um, yeah, it was it was not easy. But you know, you got competition everywhere. I, I felt like I went out there and uh, put my best foot forward, but obviously, being a first round pick and having money tied up, they usually get the nod. You know, so it's all good. Yeah, that's,
4: yeah, that's the politics of it, Craig. To, let's do. Yeah. I mean, do something for a lot of people don't know this, but like in my meeting room, it's probably like eight to ten of us in there. But for a quarterback's room, it's only maybe two to four guys. Maybe three. It depends on if it's training yeah. cam. during the season, maybe just two guys. You never know. It depends on how many they carry. How awkward is it if you get to the room first, and then you're sitting there before the coach come, and then maybe the guy come in, you're not the best of friends. You know, because I know Brett Favre wasn't real happy when you know when Aaron first got in there. How awkward is it when it's just a few of you guys in the meeting room?
2: You know, you, uh, you have to keep a level of professionalism, you know, but you're together so much that you're kind of like brothers, but almost stepbrothers. You know what I mean? Like, right. You got different dads, but you're living in the same house and you want to do things differently. Just personality wise, sometimes it doesn't jive, you know, um, my first couple of years, it was me, Doug Peterson and, and Brett Favre, you know, three guys from the South. I, I joked saying it was, Three rednecks and a Mormon, because uh, Daryl Bell is our <laughs> quarterback coach. You know, <laughs> uh, and then you know, here's this kid from Northern California that comes in into our uh, our little den, if you will. Um, you know, just it it, it's tough sometimes. You know, you keep conversations short, try to be professional and business like, but you know, you don't have to be friends. Yeah, you, know, you just yeah, have and to see, get along. You know?
4: And that's the thing that people say. Do and that that's a good segue. Because people think that it's Aaron Rodgers' job to bring Jordan Love along. And we had Jaws on here, uh, Roger Walski, say it's not. It's the coach's job. You just want to be cordial. But, yeah, how do you feel about maybe helping a guy that's trying to take your job?
2: Yeah, a lot of times they work that situation out with a veteran backup. You know, like, hey, you're not going to play. We've got our star guy. You're going to mentor this younger kid. There are those roles on a roster. But for the starting quarterback, his job is to win football games. It's not to develop your players and do all that stuff. He's got his own uh, problems and and priorities to work on. You know, uh, you can't expect a Brett Favre to give the guy that was just drafted, basically to push him out the door for him to give him all his tricks and, and really help him along and throw his arm around his shoulder. You know, it's not how it works, man. This is a business. Uh, It's real men out there, you know, you got to learn how to get it. You got to fit in where you can, and you see how Rogers, like his throwing motion and everything, has changed over the years. But he had he had to make some adjustments, you know. So, um, you just kind of have to catch up. You know, obviously Brett helped me a little bit, but it, I never felt like it was his job to teach me the different stuff. Every now and then, if he saw me struggling making a throw, hey, try this with your feet, or you know, grip the ball, something small like that. You know, oh, appreciate it. It's kind of like playing golf and somebody gives you a a tip on the putting green. Next thing you know, you go out and make five birdies. Like, wow, appreciate the tip. But it's not expected. It shouldn't be anybody's role unless it's a coach or a veteran quarterback on the roster.
0: Talking with former Packers quarterback Craig Nall here on the Wendy's Big Show on the Fan. From a chemistry standpoint, how difficult is it for Aaron Rodgers uh, when you were there and how difficult it might be for Jordan Love to fit into that locker room? when obviously the guys in the locker room are very faithful to their starting quarterback and probably you know not as friendly maybe to the guy that's the first-round pick that may be the front office's choice to succeed the starter? Um, can you repeat the question one more time? I'm sorry. When Aaron Rodgers gets into that locker room, right, from the yeah. rest of the team's perspective, outside of the quarterback room, how accepted, I guess, are you when you're that guy that the front office picks to eventually be the successor to the starting quarterback who everybody in that locker room probably loved at that point in Brett Favre
2: yeah um, you know there comes a time where there's a little bit of a split in the room uh in the locker room um you know just people see things differently or they think that so-and-so should get a shot because he's a better player it, it doesn't always work out that way but um you know, it's, just, it, it's not an easy situation, but it, it, the nature of the quarterback position, there's only one guy that plays, you know. Um, so it's it's unique to the rest of the team in that, you know, you're touching the ball every time. You know, so you develop friendships and uh, alliances, if you will, but ultimately the, the, the business side of things really kind of trumps everything, and you just got to go with that.
3: Yeah, that's what a lot of people don't understand. That the quarterback position is, is very unique. Unlike a running back, right? You, you maybe four or five guys can play in one game. There's only going to be one quarterback, so that guy's got to wait. Even, even if you look at offensive line, yeah, they play. But in in some cases, there are different packages that you can put in to bring in another offensive lineman, right? There, there's only really got to be one voice in there. Hold on, I thought something that you said was very interesting. That maybe, which I didn't even think of, that yeah, this is probably the backup quarterback that's probably going to tutor the younger guy that's coming in more so than the guy that's getting paid the big money.
2: Yeah. And so I was in that position. Um, but at the same time, it's like nobody told me to do that. And I'm not trying right. to help him long. You know, I'm trying to beat him out. Now I'm trying to compete with four. You know, I mean, that's my mentality. But, um, Yeah, it's it's a tough situation. You just, you got to learn to adapt. You got to approach it as a job. You know, you're not in college going to class anymore. Your class, this is now your profession. So, um, you got to do whatever you can to try to eke out some information, um, to hone your craft, to be able to stay around in that league for a while. You know, so, uh, I don't see Boyle being in a position to where he wants to help out Jordan Love. You know, Um, I've been there, done that. I'll I'll be, uh, you know, a good teammate and, Show good sportsmanship, but
4: I'm not yeah. trying to give him the answers. To the best, you know. Yeah, but you were a great. <laughs> yeah, but you were you you are a great guy, and you get along yes. with everybody. I mean, you would never let that kind of stuff because you got integrity, so that's fine. But I want you to do something for me, Craig, because I don't think people understand the West Coast offense is a paragraph sometimes, and and oh, yeah. sometimes it, it frustrates you. Some quarterbacks. Like, uh, you know, Brett could just come in the huddle as a two-jet line, and we would know everything else. Everybody would know. He can just point, you know, like he's dabbing, but that means slants. Hand mannerisms and things of that nature. Do you come up with that kind of stuff? All quarterbacks come up there that yourself? Or do coaches, they try to teach you um, the language so you don't take as long in the huddle to call these plays? Because when you're going to from West Coast style. Now you got the Kyle Shanahan. Now you got the Lafleur. Yep. Everybody got their own style. But is it a way for you to learn it to where you can understand it quicker?
2: Yeah. So the West Coast system is very uh, it's systematic. There yes. you're basically telling everybody what to do throughout the play. Usually it's a formation, and then you have an, a formation adjustment, maybe a motion or uh, a shift, and then the next compartment is the actual uh, like run scheme or pass protection. Then the concept, and then a tag after that. To give you an example, this is one of the hardest ones I had to learn, but now I can't yeah. forget it. It's a what is it? Like one to two yard line goal line pass play. We have extra linemen coming in. You know, we're twenty three <laughs> or uh, what we called you bacon was our personnel yeah. grouping because Kevin Barry. Uh, we nicknamed Sleep you Knee. Know, <laughs> yep, like, I love yep. you, Bacon. Like, all right, he comes in, number 71. Um, but it's brown left, tight, close, B right, sprint right, G, U corner, half back flat, on one, ready break. And to be able to get that out <laughs> in about five seconds and then the clock's running down, you know, you're waiting on those big guys to get all the way down to the goal line. So, eventually, yep. it just became sprint right G. We knew how we were running sprint right G that week. What formation or whatever? You just didn't have time to be able to call a seventeen syllable play. Brown left tight close. B right. Sprint right. GU corner halfback flat. Right. So. um See,
4: I'm glad yeah, I played it, defense. It Y'all guys smart. I, there's no way I can go through that. No. no.
3: Well, We know that.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, yeah right. you know, two. The, uh, it. The NFL <laughs> back in the day they put the uh, you know the speakers in the helmets. You didn't have to signal anymore. But can you imagine like having to signal all that?
3: I know, right? Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like sign language, right?
3: Yes.
4: That's great. Absolutely.
3: Hey, you so Craig, time what time. are you what what are you up to now, man? Where are you at? Where are you where are you where are you where you where you call home?
4: I'm here in the uh,
2: Dallas area in McKinney and um in oh, business nice. brokerage and commercial real estate here in the D F W area. Um I've been on the Elite Eleven staff for the last eight years. Um we got a couple of those events in before everything got shut down. Got a little yeah. small group uh, quarterback training business that we just kind of started up. I partnered with a guy out of Atlanta. Um, it's called uh, QBIQ, but Trent Dilfer is QBIQ'd. So Dilfer became a partner in it. He's the head coach for the Elite 11. So there's a lot of synergy there. We've developed a QBIQ training center here in Dallas and been operating out of the star. Um, you know, but obviously just kind of waiting to get back into the building and. Get our training back going. But uh, we've had a couple of really good kids that we've started training. Uh, one of them, Preston Stone, that's going to SMU. He's a national talent. Uh, right. Garrett Nussmeyer, whose dad is the quarterback coach of the Cowboys. Doug. You just, uh, committed, he just committed to, to LSU, LSU, right? Yeah, he just committed to LSU. So, yep. um, you know, we, we, we've got some studs down here. You know, we're just trying to help them along their path. and give back the knowledge and experience that I've gained, and, uh, you know, it's fulfilling.
0: Well, Craig, why don't you help one of them along to Wisconsin? That would be greatly appreciated by Gary Ellerson and the rest of us. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, I, he I, 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 I got to tell you a little story. Our, our morning show guy, Bart Winkler, uh, does the, the show weekday mornings here from uh, 6 to 10. He's a little different dude. Uh, so I, I we sent out an email yesterday to all the hosts so they know who's coming up on each show. And put on there, Craig Nolfe, from Packers quarterback, uh, 448. And he immediately texted me. Uh, and said, Man, I haven't heard that name forever. He goes, I used to love Craig Null. I bet my buddy a hundred bucks back in the day that Craig Null was going to be the NFL MVP at some point in his career. <laughs> I'm like, man. Now that that there is some fan loyalty to that when you got guys betting on you to be an MVP of the league, Craig.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. Somebody needs to check his head. <laughs> no, <but> I- <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's obviously high praise, and, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, I, I've never heard that before. That's awesome. You know, I wish yeah. I had that chance. Obviously, that was uh, a dream of mine is to excel to that level. But, you know, God has a, a plan for me. You just have to that's go with right. the flow and handle what you can do, you know, be obedient and, uh, you know, let the cards
0: fall how they do. Now you might be in a situation no, Craig, where you could tell people, yeah. Craig, that – at one point or another, you coached a young kid who eventually became an NFL MVP, and you had a hand in it when he was really young.
4: That's right.
2: Yeah, it would be great. You know, uh, with the Elite 11, we've had guys like Tua, I had Trevor Lawrence on my 7 on team, um, you know, Jalen Hurts, all those type of guys. Deshaun Watson came through there. Um, so I've had a, a chance to work with some of those really talented kids that, you know, are going to go off and do do great things. You know, I'm really excited to see Tua play. Um, hoping he's back to 100. It sounds like he is, but uh, yeah, it, it's fun, man. When you get to drive the Ferrari a little bit every now and then, <laughs> you know, I, I can never run like that, or I can never throw it like that. Uh, those those kids are talented and, and pretty special.
3: One last one, let you get going, Craig. What was your thought though on the overall draft then of the Packers after you get past Jordan Love? They take the running back AJ Dillon. They they go and get three linemen. Uh, what was your overall feeling on on that draft that they had this past? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I saw it was around a C something. I'd probably say that's yeah. not right. Um, yeah,
2: You know, I, I don't know much about the running back, the tight end. I, honestly, I've never heard of. But then again, I'm not like an, uh, an analyst. I haven't been studying film and all that stuff. It just, right. you know, if you don't really know the name, then, you know, I don't know what type of player they are. It just seemed odd, right. you know, for them to trade up, right. take a quarterback instead of a receiver, Would they have like another six picks until they had a pick, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I Like I said, I haven't really studied it, but it didn't it didn't come out looking too
4: good. In other words, you, it's hard God. to get past that first pick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, <laughs> hey, Greg. First it, lasting, right?
4: Right. Yeah. Hey, we're glad to have you on, my brother. Good to yeah. hear from you. I'm sure thanks. we'll see you in Green Bay someday. Yeah, thanks, I'm Craig. Or hey, you know, yeah.
2: you're my guy. Leroy, I'm sorry I, uh, I never got a chance to throw you an interception.
4: Yeah, <laughs> It's all good, my brother.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Leroy, did to get you in practice? No
0: discussion. He was
3: retiring right when I got there. Yeah. Oh well, good for him. That's
0: because he was scared of you, Craig. That's what
4: happened. Yeah, I'm still scared.
3: Exactly.
4: (laughs) Take care, Craig. (laughs) All right, thanks, Craig. There he is.
2: Yeah, I really appreciate it. Anytime, give me a shout.
4: Take care. There he is, Craig Dahl
0: of the Great Midwest Bank Hotline as your passion growing your home. Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. I want to get him back out again. If you heard all those names that he trained, I would love to have a nice conversation about all those young quarterbacks.
4: That's not, that's not, is that the guy with uh, Joe Burrow that got him drafted too, or that's somebody else?
0: No, I think that's somebody else. But he said Trevor yeah. Lawrence, Tua, Hurts, yeah, Deshaun Watson, I mean.
4: 11, It may, they, they have two or three top guys. I know uh, Trent Dilfer is one of them, Yeah, maybe it's two different companies, but. That's brilliant. If your kid can work with those guys, yeah. did you just hear that play he called out? That's the West Coast style. If you're hearing that from Craig Nall, and regardless of what system you're in in college, but if they could teach you that now you're prepared. If you, if a team drafts you that knows the West Coast, you're ahead of the game. Just your physical traits just come out. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, no question about it. All right, let's take a quick time out. We'll come back. Great Lakes drag away. Pick a lane. It's a little late, but we'll get to it up next here on The Fan.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.